right, everybody, and welcome back to Popcorn Prattle. I am one of your hosts, Mr. Marcus Sally, executive producer of Shenanigans Incorporated and one of the co-creators of Popcorn Prattle. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. We are but a humble podcast that enjoys talking about movies, not in a pretentious way, but as if you just got done seeing a really good movie, and now... You want to sit at the bar, you want to pour yourself a glass of wine, and you want to talk about it with your best good buddies. And of course, as always, I'm joined by my best good buddies. Let me introduce you to them. First up, you know him, you love him. It's the man, the myth, it's the legend. He's not Keanu Reeves, but I guarantee you he's definitely not as cool. It's Mr. Stephen Bailey. Stephen, say hi to the folks at home. Hi, Dave. Yeah, that was Dave paid me to say that to you. <laughs> you me to uh, how could i now. tell how could i tell <laughs> <laughs> and of course you know her you love her she's the ever so lovely the ever so talented uh she is trying to get through this show as quickly as she can because she is a hard working woman it's miss lindley key lindley say hi to the folks at home hi folks at home what is this asmr what are you doing <laughs> I, i'm taking inspiration <laughs> from you Oh, oh. Yeah. I don't do AS. I don't do AS. No, no, of course you don't. No, I nope, um, don't. It's been a long day, so this is going to be a really fun episode, ladies and gentlemen. I've got some <laughs> adult grape juice. Mm-hmm. And I also I also have Wizards Unite opened up in front of me, so What's Wizards Unite? It's Pokémon Go but for Harry Potter. Oh, oh that thing. Oh and yeah. And yeah, I yeah. am it's so much better. Mm-hmm. Than Pokemon Go because it's a lot more immersive. There's mm-hmm. not only there are things you have to cast, you have to catch things. There's a mystery you have to solve. You can oh. brew potions. Uh, you can decide if you want to be an aura or a professor, and it's just a lot of fun. And not to brag, but I am a level thirteen professor, so y'all better catch up. Ravenclaw's where are you at? Not here. It's all about that Gryffindor, baby. Oh, that's such a Gryffindor thing to say. Hell yeah, it is. <laughs> wait, wait. I'm confused. What exactly do you have to catch in Harry Potter? Well, elves. Well, there's. <laughs> I've caught. I've caught some elves. That's racist. But it's instead of a Pokédex, <laughs> you have to add things to your registry, and there are different factions of the registry so you have a magic zoology you have a quidditch registry a room of requirement and so you get to you know help out characters along the way um and it registers who you help like i've helped um luna a lot of times a bunch of students some ghosts and it's just a lot of fun it's one of those things you have to play and like immerse yourselves, but I will let you know once you start playing, you will not stop. And port keys are amazing. You can open port keys. They're Ooh. they're fun. Ooh. Well, I definitely think uh, when I go on my vacation. Um, <gasps> do it! Yeah, I think I might do it. I might take it down to the beach with me. Um because I definitely need a little bit of a break from reality. And I think this is the perfect game to get me away from that. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, audience, we have a bit of a shorter show for you. Um, like I said, I'm going on vacation. Steven's getting ready to go on vacation. Lily's not going on vacation, but she needs all the sleep she can get. Because she is literally the hardest working woman in New York right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
we are we are gonna try to shoot for a shorter show um but don't worry don't fear because and we're probably gonna say this a lot um but next episode is episode 100 we have had 100 episodes. It is absolutely amazing. That's insane. Isn't it? Oh my gosh. Like I I still remember when my desk was very small and in a corner, right? Uh-huh. And we and I was doing the podcast and now I have an L-shaped desk, two screens, two mics. It's amazing. Mm. But I still have Tiny Rusev. Tiny Rusev is always oh He has always been here holding it down as I record. Um, so yeah, it's going to be very exciting, very exciting show. Uh, title might go on the line. Not sure, not sure yet. We're still trying to, uh, iron out the kinks as far as what we're going to talk about on the show. Um, and we'll, we'll discuss that more so at the end of the show. Uh, but audience, if you want to make sure that you hear episode 100, cause I guarantee you it's going to be a very fun show. Um, if you like all of this episode, if you like uh, the other episodes, or if you want to check out those other episodes, here's what I would recommend to you. I want you to press pause right now. Um, well, maybe after I give you my instructions. Uh, <laughs> after I give you my instructions, I want you to press pause, right? And then what I want you to do is I want you to go into iTunes, or I want you to go into Spotify, or iHeartRadio, or, or, or talk to your Echo units, um, or do anything uh, that you need to do in order to favorite, follow, subscribe to Popcorn Prattle. And then what I want you to do is I want you to go to iTunes for me. Okay? Are you listening? I want you to go to iTunes. I want you to leave a review. Okay? Give us three stars, four stars, five stars, ten stars. I know it doesn't go that high, but you know what? Every little bit helps us out, and it lets everybody know that Popcorn Prattle is indeed the Film Talk podcast to listen to. All right? So, go do that now, and then come back. Okay, welcome back. Um, (laughs) Tonight, for our show, we have... A couple of different things. We have uh, Paul Rudd joining the cast of Ghostbusters 2020, which is the official title of it. Um, Trailer Roundup um, with Ready or Not and Charlie's Angels. Uh, And then our main event is Toy Story 4, a spoiler-free review. Um, So, like I said, it's going to be a bit of a shorter show. Um but you guys know how that goes. We say short show, and then it ends up being like two hours. But we're going to see. We're going to see. We're going to have some fun while we're doing it. So, uh, Stephen, Lindley, are you ready? Ready. Ready. Okay, let's prattle, guys. So first off, right out of the gate, I got to say something. Um, sometimes I am a little late to the party um, as far as my TV watching, uh, just because I'm, like, binge-watching everything else. And... Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I kept hearing about it. All my students kept talking about it. All my friends kept talking about it. And I have recently just discovered Brooklyn Nine-Nine on Hulu. And it's awesome. And before the show, Stephen revealed to me that he also has been watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yep. So this is a bit of our Netflix picks. Um, Netflix picks is where we give you suggestions um, on uh, what you should stream next. And um, holy crap, man. It's so funny. It's so it funny. Is. Um, it stars uh, Andy Samberg as Jake Peralta. 
who is a detective, and it is a spoof on uh, it is a spoof on the the cop genre. Um, Die Hard. They make a lot of Die Hard references. <laughs> um, they make a lot of references to. Um, like Lethal Weapon and things like that, and 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 all and all, all sorts of good cop goodness that you know and love, uh, and it kind of feels almost like an episodic version of uh, Twenty One Jump Street, the not the original show but the movies, where it's like you've got these bumbling cops, but that are actually they're actually pretty talented. Um, and they and what's nice is it's not just two people. Um, the entire squad is absolutely hysterical. Um, with a number, I don't think I don't think anybody really to me shines above anybody else except maybe Captain Holt. I mean, would you agree? I or who's well, your who's your favorite? Um, well, see, I think that's one of the things that makes gives the show its strength is that it's such an ensemble piece, really. Mm-hmm. Kind of like uh, the most successful uh, sitcoms ever. They have an ensemble cast that plays off really well with each other. Holt is a great character. Andy Samberg's uh, Jake is a good character. Um, I like Gina. Oh, my God. Gina kills me. She's so sarcastic. And it's yes. like, oh, my gosh. She's my spirit animal. Can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine um, seeing her? I want after watching her in this. I want to see a TV show with her and Jordan Peele, um, who's a real life husband. Mm-hmm. I want to. I want to see both of them in like some sort of like uh, relationship sitcom that's all about being in a interracial relationship. Can you imagine those two? That would be really cool. Right? <laughs> that would be, like, a, the perfect comedy. Why is this not a thing yet? I, I, I don't know. I mean, you, I mean, you know how, you know how couples are when they, when, you know, when they want to perform with each other. Um, some, some really like it. Some don't. Some refuse to do it. Uh, Lindley, have you gotten a chance to see the Brooklyn Nine-Nine? I've seen a couple episodes, and I love watching the... The compilations of the cold opens, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. those are pretty fantastic. I haven't gotten into it because, like, like you said, Marcus, th- there's just a lot of content yeah. out there nowadays. But it's on my list. Mm-hmm, it's on mm-hmm. my list. Absolutely, it is. Um, it's definitely worth checking out. Um, check it out, Brooklyn Nine Nine. There was another show. That I was gonna actually recommend. Um, oh, season three of Jessica Jones. The last time we recorded, it had come out. And? Just got a chance. Just got a chance to finish it. I'm 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 not gonna go t- uh, too in depth about it because um, at this point, you either like Jessica Jones or you don't. Um, I really thought that this last season of Jessica Jones um, was a perfect send off. It kind of. It wrapped everything up into a nice little bow. David Tennant does appear, in, in a in a manner of speaking. Uh, you'll is, have to check it out. How is Benjamin Walker? Benjamin Walker is he the is he the guy that was like he's just the new white interest? dude? Yes, um, he's actually very good. He is also he's powered. He has superpowers. Ooh, you know who he yeah. is, right? 
I have no idea who he's he is. Abraham, he looks familiar. He's Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. That's where I recognized him also, from. Also, for the theater nerds out there, he's Andrew Jackson from Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson and Patrick Bateman from American Psycho the Musical. He was indeed. He was indeed. Who okay. is married to Karina from the last Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Oh, oh. that's a slight. But, you know, it's whatever. <laughs> oh, oh no, no, no! I'm thinking of I'm thinking of the mermaid chick from no. the fourth one. No. Okay, no, no. Oh, the the one, yeah, the empowering one. Yeah, okay, gotcha. like the, ac- the actual like like good character or something. Yeah, yeah. Spo- spoiler: um, Barbosa's daughter. Okay, I mean it's it's it's, it's been, been a while. It's been a couple years. It's fine. Yeah. Can I also say, since this is a shorter episode, I feel like we can we can do this because we don't have to like, you know, we're not. You know, uh, you know, spending too long on these different topics. Can I just say something? Can we stop with the whole spoiler thing with Endgame? It's been spoiled already. People, We're fine. People, no, people are still getting crazy. Really? They're like, oh, dude, spoilers. I was like, how have you not seen this movie yet? It's about to be re-released with like new scenes. There's so many memes. Steven knows the end of Endgame, and he hasn't even seen it yet. Wow. So I, I feel like, you know, just a general statement. People, calm down with the Endgame spoilers thing. We, we like, people are getting so insane about that, and it's killing me. Almost as much as Paul Rudd kills me. <laughs> <laughs> that was good that was good because even though he is they're they're still up in the air as far as if there's going to be another ant-man movie which i think is a mistake because <clears throat> i enjoyed one really enjoyed two i feel like he needs that third movie especially since his character did end up becoming so important in endgame yeah um but in the meantime Paul Rudd is going to take his vampire self, because he never ages, um, into Ghostbusters, now titled Ghostbusters 2020. Okay. Um, what do we think of this this casting here? Lindley, what do you think? I'm I'm honestly all for it. I really mm-hmm. like Paul Rudd, and I think his, his style and his comedy are going to really fit mm-hmm. in this. Mm-hmm. Um and I think he actually care, really cares about the property. Here's the thing, though. I'm worried about the title. Why is that? Because Ghost, I don't want it to date Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. And by saying, like, oh, Ghostbusters 2020, when you think of things like, like Dracula 2000 or stuff that has, like, a date in the title, mm-hmm. it really dates that movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I don't want that to happen with Ghostbusters because Ghostbusters deserves a little better after the last movie we got. Oh, and yeah. this is coming from a female. It's fine. You can say the movie was not that great. Not because of the women in it. It just wasn't that good of a movie. I was about to say. <laughs> so I'm all for Paul Rudd being in it. And hey, if we want to make female Ghostbusters, fine. Mix them in with the team. Don't just make it like all male, all female. Right. Who cares who's a Ghostbuster? As long as the mm-hmm. movie's fine 
And it looks like the director, he really, like, this is a passion project. Mm-hmm. So he cares about the material. Right. And I care about Paul Rudd. So I'm on board. Stephen, what about you? Um, I'm still just kind of curious what direction this is going to take, honestly. Um, like, I mean, yes, uh, Ghostbusters 2016, um, I feel like it had the potential there, but I think there were some bad directoral choices, mm-hmm. um, as well as just really bad editing. I, I, like, yeah. there were, re- there were like really good jokes in there, but they were kind of ruined by the way they were edited almost. Mm-hmm. Um, case in point, there's that part at the concert where the guy sees the ghost and he screams. That was hilarious, except for the fact that it was ruined five minutes earlier when he said, oh no, you're going to hear me scream. And it's like, wow, way to, way to clue the audience in on that there's a punchline coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I think it'll be interesting that it takes place in the same continuity. I really hope it's more of a passing the torch kind of thing. Um, and uh, just because, I mean, I feel like without Harold Ramis, uh, it's really going to feel very different uh, from mm-hmm. the originals. Um, but uh, Paul Rudd, uh, yeah, I've, I've seen him in some things. Um, he's a pretty entertaining <laughs> actor. <laughs> Yeah, you've you've seen him in some things. (laughs) I saw him in Avengers Endgame. No, was it Endgame? I don't know. He was in. He was in in Endgame. You probably saw him in Ant Man. I'm guessing. I guess so. He wasn't. Oh Jesus. Oh wait, no, 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 no. I know what I saw him in. Uh, No, what was the one where he? Never mind. I don't know what I saw him in. I have no idea. I am drawing a blank. Whatever, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> okay, that was strange. Um, <laughs> I personally, I, I mean, I really love Paul Rudd. Um, he can do no wrong in my eyes. Um, he's one of the. He, he's one of those few actors that I'm just like, you are a national treasure, and you need to be protected. <laughs> protected, um, like Keanu Reeves, apparently. Like Keanu Reeves, right? He's just like Keanu Reeves. Um, I just feel like Paul Rudd, like he just does, um, he has fun in every movie that he chooses. Um, and I know that with something like Ghostbusters, that's what you need. You need you need to have like actors who are going to have fun with the material. Um, I'll be interested to see who they pair him up with because, in all honesty, I feel like Paul Rudd can te- can team up with virtually anybody. Um, you're you automatically gravitate towards him, but I also feel like he helps elevate the people around him as well. Like he makes those people better. Like I think of um, I think of Knocked Up, and in all honesty, his scenes. Um, with with uh, Seth Rogen, those are absolutely hysterical. Um, and the scenes he's in with his wife are really funny. And then when they did This Is 40, um, I thought that that movie, that movie to me is watchable because of Paul Rudd. Um, because oh, of I remember where I saw him. So I'm very, oh dear God, where'd you see him, Stephen? 
I saw him in Captain America Civil War, and he played Bobby Newport in Parks and Recreation. Very good, Stephen. Very good. You get a good You feel proud of yourself now? <laughs> I'm so proud, Daddy. Yeah, yeah, don't, okay, don't say call me Daddy. daddy. Don't, don't Can call we me daddy, ban please. the word daddy, please? Um, I don't know, Lindley. Can we uh, ban the word daddy? Because aren't you still on that hot Jafar train? <laughs> that was once. That was once. And I couldn't get the word out. I was laughing so much. Mm, it was twice. <laughs> it was You brought up hot Jafar twice because I've used it as a quote twice. <laughs> Oh, Next time. God. <laughs> Let's get on with this uh, here trailer roundup. Trailer roundup. I'm going to record that one day. I'm going to make us a trailer it. roundup theme song one day. I promise. You you record it, hon. You record the hell out of it. For our trailer roundup today, we've got uh, two movies. We've got uh, Ready or Not. And then we've got uh, Charlie's Angels, which, which actually, as of this recording, um, just dropped today, I think it was. Yep, just dropped today. Yeah, just dropped today as of this recording. So we're going to start off with uh, with Ready or Not, because I've, I, had seen, I had seen this, like, around, but um, I didn't really necessarily, like, pay that much attention to it. So Stephen was like, you should watch it. And I, I watched it, and I'm gonna let Steven start because I want to know what he what he was what he thought of of the movie. Uh, well, it looks like a very bizarre adaptation of the most dangerous game. Honestly, mm-hmm. a little derivative of the most dangerous game, if you ask me. But set in a very weird setting with a very weird premise that. I honestly cannot tell if this movie wants to be like a hardcore horror film with lots of blood and violence, or if it wants to be like a dark comedy. Like, I just, I, I, I don't know. There was something about the way the trailer was cut that made me think, I don't know what tone they're going for here. This is weird. And the fact that it looks so similar to um, the most dangerous game kind of turned me off to it too but uh i was curious to hear what you guys thought or at least uh whoever saw it uh Lindley, did you see it yeah i did i watched the trailer a few days ago it's it's interesting to me it doesn't look like it's gonna take itself too seriously mm-hmm. it looks more along the lines of what i think happy death day especially the second one was trying to do Mm-hmm. Um, again, not sure if I'm going to go see it in theaters. I'm, I may catch it on like, is, is that, that what Marcus likes to say? Like it's still good red box. Uh, hey, it's a <laughs> solid red box. Okay. Don't knock the red box. All right. Then I'm going to say red box. I'm, I'm going to do a hardcore red box on this one. Um, because I actually got a chance to see Happy Death Day. It came on TV. Mm-hmm. It's not that bad. 
and it's mainly not bad because it doesn't take itself seriously. Like it's it's a horror movie, but not really. It's kind of it feels like like an early two thousands horror movie, like a Final know? Destination kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. You know where it's like it's very you know there's a there's a lot in in there that's like very tongue in cheek and whatnot, and I feel like Ready or Not is kind of is gonna be like the same thing. Um. I mean, I definitely got the the most dangerous game vibes from it, but I mean, this was not. I mean, I wasn't afraid during this trailer. It wasn't like uh, it. Oh, chapter two. No, no, no. You know, it chapter two. Like you know, okay, that's a horror movie. That's gonna scare you. Um, ready or not, not so much. Um, it's not. It's not gonna scare me at all. Um, I do think I do think that this is kind of a new trend that is um, that's been happening now with horror movies, um, and let me and I'll ask you if you guys have noticed this too. I feel like um, more horror movies are starting to have um, stronger female characters and stronger black characters, um, which before. You know, in the old days, that was a that was some that was like the that was the joke. Yeah. You know, is that the promiscuous white girl is going to get killed in the shower um, because she had to take a shower in the middle while the killer was there. Um, the black guy is always going to be the first one to die. Uh, and I just watched Us again with my with my mom, um, who loved it, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um and it was, and it and like kind of stuck out to me with that movie because the the male character isn't um, Winston Duke. He is not like the strongest. No, he's not the smartest. He's, a bit nerdy. he's not the leader. Yeah, he's nerdy. Like he's he barely kills uh, his tether and any other tethers. Uh, I think he only kills one throughout the entire thing, and the rest of the time he's limping around. Um, so I think that this is, it's a nice, it's a nice change of pace. It's, it's nice to see front and center, um, uh, this female character. I'm looking at the poster right now. She's got like the bandolier across her chest. She's got the gun. It's very reminiscent of, um, Kill Bill. The Kill Bill posters where the bride is in the dress and she's got the sword and it's like, and it's like kind of bloody, um, it's very reminiscent of that. So, I mean, in that regard, I think that this will be, this is a movie that, again, um, to promote diversity, uh, I feel like we should give it give it a chance first before you just kind of, like, wipe it off and say, like, I'm not going to see this. Because, like I said, you might be surprised like I was with Happy Death Day. Okay. So, yeah. I did not see Happy Death Day 2 yet, um, but I wanted to rent it. Yeah. Definitely want to rent it because the first one was funny. <laughs> it did the job. Yeah. Well, if I could actually elaborate too on that point, um, I think a big thing too is that a lot of people, you know, our age who grew up with like those cheesier horror movies that were just kind of, they had scary stuff in it, but not much emphasis on characters. Mm. Like we've all grown up now, and those are the people who are making movies now and they want to see better horror movies and Mm. i think we're seeing um a good trend where horror movies are actually getting a lot better um it's it's a you know a slow step thing but 
we are seeing a lot better horror movies lately that are not only scary, but also take the time to give us characters we care about and just good storytelling. Yeah. Mm. Um, I'm going to actually, uh, I'm, Steve, I'm going to actually stop you because, and this is obligatory uh, plug for next next episode, that's actually one of the questions that we got asked. <gasps> about, we got asked about horror movies. Oh, I'm sorry for jumping the gun. Then. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you to hold it <laughs> because I Let feel it stew. Yeah, you know, get some more get some more ideas in your brain, um, in your brain bucket, and um, and we will come back to that because uh, that is one of the questions that got asked about the current trend of horror movies. Ooh, okay. um, yeah, yeah. Um, so stay tuned, and if you guys want to hear his answer, his full answer. Uh, you definitely want to make sure that you check out episode 100. But until then, we're going to move on to Charlie's Angels. Because there's another one. There is indeed another one. But this one doesn't seem as bad as the as the old uh, okay. uh, Drew Barrymore. I know this... those movies are trash and I still love them. I mean, the first one, the first one's great. Oh, I love I the love first the, one. I love the first one. The second one, I could do without. It's okay. And while you're on top, I didn't need the whole Shia LaBeouf thing and then, like, bring him back uh, George McFly to just be really creepy. Was that the... The creepy thin man. That's George McFly. Oh, every, the, every time I think of that man... I think of, do you remember that movie Willard about the dude and the rats? Yeah. That's all I can think of. I used to think that until I came to a realization that that was George McFly. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, and now that's all I see. Hello, McFly. Hello. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that. love love that movie. Well, blame Stephen. He got me the trilogy for crit, for my birthday one day. Oh, that's a good birthday present. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was something he found in his attic and then he gifted it to me. Y'all know my um. birthday. <laughs> my birthday is when he goes to the future. Is it really October twenty first? My God, the the year the year that it was to like I think it was two thousand fifteen. That's mm-hmm. what we did for my birthday. Was I got a bunch of friends together. We had cake and pizza and watched Back to the Future. Well, bless your heart. Um, Steven, we'll start with you on this one. What did, what did you think of this trailer? Um, I've never liked Charlie's Angels. I didn't like the uh, TV show. I didn't like those uh, uh, movies with... Um, God, I'm forgetting now who they were. Um, Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz, Cameron Diaz. Lizzie Lou, and Drew Barrymore. And yeah. Bill Murray. Um, Bill Murray is Bosley. Bill Bill Murray was Bosley for one movie. Then was it Bernie Mac? Yeah, it was Bernie Mac. Mac. But Bernie Mac, it was it was weird though, because they, because he wasn't really Bosley. He was like Bosley's brother, or something. It was weird. It made no sense their explanation on why Bill Murray wasn't there. Right. So, anyways, this trailer did nothing to change that. Sorry. Wow, Steven, tell us how you really feel. <laughs> this movie is a big pile. Okay, I'm going to use words, so maybe I better not. Lindley, what did you think? To, If I'm going to be completely honest, I was not blown away 
by it. Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing really seems new. Mm-hmm. You've got the, the fish out of water coming into this new thing and being accepted into the group. And you've got spy stuff. You've got disguises. Um, I, I'm still probably going to see it because one, girl power. And two, like, I want to see how it is, like, how it compares to, like, the original TV show, to the the movies from the 90s, early 2000s, and I, I'm i really excited for Naomi Scott. I really liked her in Aladdin, so mm-hmm. I'm excited to see her in other things, and I think her character, from what I've seen, looks endearing. I'm interested to see how Kristen Stewart is as an action star. When she's she not look, playing Snow White. She looks like she's having a blast in this movie. And she looks like... She, I, yes, yeah. I agree. And she feels more comfortable Yeah. in this role. I'm Speaking of Bosley, I'm confused. <laughs> Is I thought Bosley was supposed to be like pretty comedic. And... Well, Bosley... Well, what, in the original TV show, I mean, Bosley wasn't as active. Like, the 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 the, the uh, Drew Barrymore version, mm-hmm. that's the Bosley that was, like, in the midst. But I feel like that was because it was Bill Murray. Yeah. If you're going to spend money on Bill Murray, you're going to have him you're in gonna there use more than Bill just... You're going to use Bill Murray. Right. Like, he's going to be in there more than just one scene. Um, because Elizabeth Banks is the director of this... Um, I don't, I, I don't think Bosley needs to be in it that much. Um, personally, I feel like Bosley could have still been a dude. Yeah. I don't get why, like, Bosley has to be. I'm okay with Bosley being a woman. Well, see, I, I like Bosley being a, a, a man because he was the one tending to them. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, like, it's not. You know, it's not like, you know, just, it's not like Spice World. It's not girl power. It's like, you know, here are these three badass women and they're like, oh, Bosley. Bosley's the meatloaf. Right. Get my, get my things. Get our missions together. Um, (laughs) Also, and he's kind of like. Is Patrick Stewart supposed to be Charlie? I think he is. That's what I, I was trying to get that from the trailer. Why did you show us Charlie in the trailer? I Actually, know. I, I don't. Charlie. Let, let me look this up because I think the uh, when the, you hear Charlie on the voice box, it's not Patrick no, Stewart. No, uh, Patrick Stewart is another Bosley. There's oh. two Bosleys? No, there's actually more than one. So Is it kind of Sam... like a, a Q thing? Yeah, so Bosley is... Hold on a second. Wait a minute, wait a minute, everybody. Hold on a second, I'm reading the premise. Charlie's angels have always provided security investigative skills to private clients, and now the Townsend Agency has expanded internationally with the smartest, most fearless, most highly trained women all over the globe. Multiple teams of angels guided by multiple Bosleys taking on the toughest jobs across the world. When a young systems engineer blows the whistle on a dangerous technology, these angels are called into action, putting their lives on the line to protect us all. I am going to make a prediction right now. Um, the Bosleys are working together to bring down the Angels. Interesting. Because you don't, unless you're just using some of these guys as cam- cameos, 
they have Sam Claflin as Bosley, Dijman Hansu as Bosley, and Patrick Stewart as a Bosley. You don't just hire those three actors in particular and make them side characters Who's that the, just pop up. Is the dude who was in To All the Boys I've Loved, he's like the teen heartthrob in every Netflix movie now. Is he a Bosley? I don't know who that is. Is the dude that... Um, uh, are you talking about... I don't know. I'm going to get his name wrong. Uh, it's the, the one Mendes? that one of the angels was flirting with. Um, looks like he's listed as the saint. Saint? Um, and uh, then there's Jonathan Tucker, but his character isn't named. I'm just going off of IMDb. No. It's always right. There's no. Noah Centineo, which is Langston. Are you sure you're not talking about Sam Claflin? Hold on. I'm, I'm looking this up. This... Sam Claflin was Finnick O'Dare. No, 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 no. No, the guy, he, he's the heart. He's, uh, I, you, you need to watch more Netflix movies. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're, yes, we're too yeah. busy um, watching Brooklyn Nine Nine. Thank you very much. We're not looking yeah, for heartthrobs. His name is Luis Gerardo Mendez. No, his name is probably it's no, probably Luis. His name, his name is Noah Centino. Centineo. Oh, um, yeah. He's his name is Langston. Also, now that I know that Sam um, Kaplan is in it, now I have to go see the movie. Sam Claflin is not listed. His character name is not listed. He's Bosley. How do you sure know that? Because I'm looking it up on Wikipedia right now. I am don't tell it me up anything on about IMDb. don't trust Wikipedia because Wikipedia is always good with uh, pop culture. Shut up, Stephen. Because that was the audience that was going to be his argument with me. Stop it. Well, St- stop according it. According to IMDb. IMDb there's no name, so, but I'm having fun looking at Sam Claflin's photo. I mean, I'm sure he, I'm sure he's a Bosley because again, it, it just, it feels like it just makes sense as far as like who is identified as a Bosley. He's a face that you recognize. Um, and I feel like he's gonna, I feel like he's going to end up, they're going to end up betraying them. That's going to be the whole thing. Yeah, I can um, see that. Which I'm, you know, I'm okay with. I mean, here's, I mean, here's the thing. It's like, it's like with, um, what's a good example? I was going to use Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible has changed a lot. It's, it's a, it's a formula. Charlie's Angels has a certain formula and it just works. And it's like, and I feel like the problem is, is that we all who, are familiar with Charlie's Angels, we get it. We get the formula. And we understand that it works. We're just kind of tired of it. And for me personally, I mean, I, I'm interested. But again, this is a movie that I'm probably going to red box just because... Why? why? Why waste the money to go see it in in theaters. If anything, this is a movie that's a prime example um, of what I mentioned a couple episodes ago. This is a movie that should be on Netflix or Hulu. More people will see it. 
and you, you're not having to rely solely on the box office, you can still be successful. Put it on a streaming service. People will eat it up. But I guess that's just me. Meow. I don't know. I mean, am I wrong? Meow, meow. Because, I mean, because, Stephen, would you, would you watch this movie? It was on Netflix. Um, I can probably say I'd be much more likely to watch it on Netflix. Right. You know, if I'm like, like if I'm doing something and it's like, ah, I need some background noise, I could see me putting it on uh, like that. Right. Uh, definitely don't see me running out to the theater and, you know, buying a, even a matinee ticket. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just so, yeah, I mean, I think it raises a bigger question is uh, what kind of movies are better for Netflix and what kind are better for the theater? Mm-hmm. So I think that brings up a good point. And definitely, I would say do better on Netflix personally. Yeah. But yeah. that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. But audience, let us know in the comments. You can also check us out on our Facebook group page. You can ask us there what you guys think and let us know and there will be a variety of different people that would be more than happy to chime in including Dave of Hey Dave Hey Dave Hey Dave Hey Dave uh, He's always there he's always chatting up a storm he's always telling me how much I'm wrong but in, in actuality he just hates everything that I love and it's okay because I've accepted that fact um, <laughs> Audience we are going to take a small break and then when we come back Steven's going to give us his review of Toy Story 4. Stay tuned. Hello there, everybody. My name is Mitchell Hansen, and I'm the host and creator of Not So Famous, a new twist on a variety show structured to bring you news, entertainment, laughs, and personal quandaries as we interview a different artist each episode on what they've been up to, what makes them tick, and how art is at the core of what makes us human. You can catch us pretty much bi-weekly on Spotify, iTunes, or Podbean, and this show wouldn't be possible without the generous love and support from our executive producer, Marcus Sally, over at Shenanigans Incorporated. So go grab your morning cup of coffee or that late-night glass of wine and settle in to your next episode of Not So Famous. We're glad you're here. It's main event time. Uh, so, Stephen, yes, you, you got a chance to see a movie. Yes. Lindley also got a chance to see this movie, but... I did! We, we expect Lindley to see this movie. We don't expect <laughs> Stephen to see this movie. So... We're so what? proud of you. Yeah, Stephen, come on now. Come on now. <laughs> come on now. Come on. Come on. Uh, so you got a chance to see this movie, um... I did not. I, I, I'm going to be quite honest with you. I probably will not see this movie in theaters. Um, I'll probably watch it once it comes out on uh, Disney Plus because I'm definitely going to watch it. Definitely going to get it. Um, but tell me, is this movie, uh, well, more so for the audience, but is this movie worth seeing in theaters? And uh, tell me why. Stephen, you you start off, and then Lindley will 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 go on to you. All right. So the movie he's talking about is Toy Story Four, and uh, yes, I would recommend seeing it in theaters. Absolutely, I think you could get away without having to see it in IMAX or 3D, although that would probably make the experience even better. Um, visually speaking, it's a great film. 
Well, tell tell, tell us a bit more about it, Stephen. <laughs> tell, like Elaborate. plot. You know, like plots and like favorite moments. Oh, 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 you know, oh I'm sorry. Like a, you know, I, like I, a review. You know. Oh, <laughs> like oh, you're on a, like you're on a film talk podcast. I mean, it's kind of what we do. It's our <laughs> Jesus <niche>. wept. <laughs> sorry, you misled me there. You made me think that we were just answering basics. Um, that is the basics. <laughs> I, I almost spat out my wand. You don't get much more basic than that, Stephen. <laughs> you asked me a yes or no question. Okay, whatever. All right, what? so um, as far as going to see this movie, uh, yes, you should. Um, when I heard about Toy Story 4, uh, I got to be honest, I was kind of like probably most people thinking like, Why? Because Toy Story 3 just kind of concluded the story so perfectly. It's like, why would you want to revisit that? Um, But then I started hearing, you know, once this movie came out, people were kind of thinking it makes a good epilogue. And so I kind of went in with that expectation, like, okay, this isn't something that absolutely has to exist, but maybe it'll be a good story because that's what Pixar is pretty good at, coming up with good stories, mostly. Um And I got to say, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, This is definitely, without getting into any real spoilers, this is definitely Woody's story. Mm -hmm. Um, And I kind of look at it as the exact opposite of the first movie. In the first movie, you know, Woody's jealous of a toy replacing him. And uh, he goes so far as to knock said toy out the window. This one um, deals with him trying to save a toy jumping out of the window. Uh, who's more than likely going to replace him? So I, I j- just kind of seeing it from a character standpoint, they really bring Woody to, I believe, a good final point. Um, it is a fun movie. Um, I think it's very entertaining. I think it's got a lot of laughs, but it also has a lot of heart that I really wasn't uh, like it's like you go into Toy Story thinking, OK, there's going to be emotion in it, but you just don't know how until you actually sit down and watch it. And I got to say, I got a little little choked up at, at times. Um, but uh, I do really recommend the film. Lindley, what about you? Honestly, and, Steven, and I'm looking for more than just, uh, you know, don't, don't worry. I'm, I'm, this isn't my first rodeo. <laughs> Honestly, Stephen, I hadn't thought of the word epilogue until you just said it. And I think that is the perfect word to describe this movie is epilogue. Um, It's not, I I could have been just fine with Toy Story 1, 2, and 3. I could have been fine with this. But that is no way saying that this is a bad movie. This is a great movie. It's got it's got a lot of heart. It has a lot of good laughs. Um, it takes these characters and to places they've never been before. It introduces new characters that you think are going to be one way that totally turn out to be something different. And yeah, yeah, I cried. I I legitimately cried. Cause I, so big, emotional. Yeah, because it, it's also kind of it's it's a little personal, but also it's re- it's very relatable. A big theme of the movie is letting go of, huh, hmm, letting go of not only some of the 
people we love in our lives, but also learning that the dreams you once had may not be what your final destination is in that your final destination isn't always final. And yeah, as in typical Pixar fashion, they know how to pull at the heartstrings and they really did. Also, Forky is the most relatable character of 2019. Yeah, He goes around <laughs> screaming, I'm trash! And I, I feel you, Forky. We are trash. I don't know about you, but I am Groot. <laughs> you can be Groot. I'll be trash. <laughs> and that's the clip. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness. Well, I mean, I do have to say, um, I mean, Toy Story will always kind of hold a special place in my heart, but it's kind of like, so it's kind of like, it's kind of like this. I have such fond memories of Toy Story. Who is eating? (laughs) Like so close (laughs) to their mic. (laughs) I was like right in the middle of my ear. I was like, who is eating so close to their mic right now? (laughs) Um I I mean Toy Story ended on such on such a a good note. Um and I didn't want to go see three, and then three I think came on TV once and I watched it and I was like, man, this was actually really, really good. Um no, no, I rented it. I rented three. At Redbox? At Redbox. Look, don't <laughs> knock the Redbox, okay? Maybe you New Yorkers. Actually, no. Don't act like you ain't never been to Redbox, Lindley. Oh, I have, but I have evolved. There you go. Uh, probably because there's no... Are there any Redboxes in yeah, New York? Yeah, there's one at the Dwayne Reed right beside where I work. Well, bless their hearts. Um, <laughs> I, I'm I, Southern. I know that's not a compliment. <laughs> I, um, I just, I, I don't know. I just, I don't have any, any real interest to see Toy Story, uh, Toy Story 4, just because I'm like, how different can you actually be in the long run? And Marcus, I felt that way too. I was like, I, it had a perfect ending mm-hmm. with three but like Steven said, go into it thinking this is an epilogue. And I, mean, I, I think get, you'll enjoy it more. I get it, but I don't think I'm going to spend, you know, the $12 to go see it. You know, and if I'm like, if I'm going to go on like $5 Tuesday, like for instance, like tomorrow when I go on my trip, I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to go see at the movie theater. I honestly don't think I would go see uh, Toy Story 4. There is a lot of good stuff coming out this week. There is a lot of good stuff coming out this week. Um, and I just, I don't know, like, as far as, like, things that I really, really like, I'm like, ah, I want to see this movie. It, that ain't it, Chief. Um, and it's nothing against Toy Story. Because, like I said, I love, I love, I love, I love those characters. I love the story. Um, always been a huge fan. Always been a huge supporter of it. Um, but, in all honesty, like, I'm looking for... Pixar's great. Give me new stuff. Continue to give me new stuff. New stories, new adventures. Don't you don't have to keep going back to the well, especially 
as Disney, you do not have to keep going back to the well of your smash hits. It's okay. You can give us new things and people will probably enjoy it. Because I'm trying to think of like a bad Pixar film. Probably Cars. And Cars 2 and Cars 3. Yeah, the whole Cars franchise. That was a mistake. Oh, actually, I think those were just made to sell toys. Oh, it it's totally like Pixar's was. like Pixar's like, mm, we want some money for better products. Let's put out Cars. Hey, at least at least Cars 3 employed Army Hammer, so there was some benefit in that. Jesus wept, Lindley. How many Hollywood crushes do you have? I'm sorry. I'm thirsty. <laughs> God, I can't wait to edit that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't! You done messed up, Key. Don't, I thought you loved me. Hot Jafar. Hot Jafar. I hate you so <laughs> so much for that well now you know what i have to deal with what do you what do you have to deal with steven tell us i have to deal with you you know what tell anna she's allowed to come to my home you can stay at a hotel no that's right there's a lovely hotel down the street you can stay there we're gonna have pancakes and you, can't, and you can't have any. You better go to the Little Caesars across the street. Little Caesars has pancakes? So, audience, wow, we've had a lovely time talking with you guys. But as you can see, I'm going to have to fight Steven before he shows up on my doorstep like some fight lost me. child. Fight <laughs> me! Let them fight. Let them, let them fight. Uh, or you know what you guys could wait to fight and it be an event on episode 100 that's right audience uh check out episode 100 is coming out next episode so not next week because next week is fourth july week and we are going to be getting turned um not really i'll probably be getting turned they won't um, but, uh, we are going to have a whole lot of fun. We're getting questions, um, from a couple of our supporters and we'd love some questions from you all. I and mean, whatever you come up with, that is going to be our list of topics for the day. I might put the title up on the line so that Steven can finally have some sort of accolade on the show. Um, because, oh, ouch. Well, he does. Well, what do you, what do you want me to say? He doesn't have an accolade. You've won the March Movie Madness twice. Yeah, I have. I've won. I'm the inaugural uh, movie quote champion. Uh, was trying to be the champ champ, but it was just not working. It's going to come next year. Next year I'll be the champ champ. And Steven is just uh, just there. Steven's just... Hi, guys. Steven's just holding it, <laughs> holding it down. Just holding it... Holding something down. But if you want to give Steven some encouragement, right? If you want to check out what he's doing... Um, he has got a lovely YouTube channel. Uh, Stephen, where can the folks at home reach you? Folks at home on YouTube, like Marcus said, just type in Bailey's Film Workshop. You'll find my uh, films and my channel. You can also follow me, uh, Bailey's Film Workshop, uh, on Blogspot. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter. Uh, type in uh, at Bailey's Workshop. 
And of course, if you want to follow Miss Lindley Key, Lindley, uh, where can the folks at home reach you? Folks at home, you can reach me mostly on Instagram. I'm Little Lottie. That's little L O T T I E. I've got there's a there's a lot of cosplay stuff coming up. Um, a lot of projects that I've been wanting to do that I'm just like, let's do it. Um, so go on my Instagram to see those. You can also find my cosplay Facebook page, Little Lottie One Word Cosplay. And I am also a one of the newest writers on Outlander cast. So if you're a Sassanach like me and Marcus are, uh, check me out on Outlander cast. I do a section called Sassanach Spotlight where we highlight some amazing um, Outlander fans and all of the incredible things that they do. Uh, so if you want to be highlighted there or just want to know more about the show, the books, uh, find me there on Outlander Cast. Absolutely. And and shout out also, Lindley, to your friend, uh, the Bath Bombs. <gasps> yes! Yes! Okay, so uh, people, my good friend, she's going to have a little spot for us coming up soon. But my friend is making... Bath bombs, and I don't know about you, but I'm all for you know, you know, relaxing, getting a book, and feeling all luxurious and a nice bath bomb. But she has a theme to hers. Uh, her uh, Instagram is Book Club Baths. She's Book Club Bath Bombs, and all of her bath bombs are inspired by different works of literature. I have so far tried the Red Death, which is Phantom of the Opera themed. I have tried the Mr. Rochester from Jane Eyre. And I still have, I have a Mr. Darcy, a Lizzie Bennet, a Wicked Witch of the West. And because she loves me, she made me a special Jamie Fraser bath bomb that none of y'all are getting because copyright. But what if you, yeah, because she, she can't sell the Outlander one because everything else she sells is public domain, oh, okay. but Outlander is kind of copyright, but she made one just for me because she loves me and I'm so excited to try it. But if you love bath bombs, if you love books, if you love both of them, please check out her at uh, book club baths. I believe I'm just double checking the Instagram handle. Yes. Book club baths on Instagram. And she's also book club bath bombs on Facebook. She should call it, like, Sassanac. Well, again, it's they, they would know it's Outlander-themed. No one would know it's Outlander-themed. She just made a bath bomb. She, I know she's. I, she, I know she has a few in the works. She's. She has an Etsy store, book club bath bombs on Etsy. So she has a few already for sale. She has for sale so far the Lizzie Bennet, the Wicked Witch of the West, the ones I've said. She also has a Scarlet Pimpernel. Mm. I think there's a lovely surprise in that one. Mm-hmm. So I'm. I'm. I'm be excited, as the kids say. Oh, is that what the kids are saying? Yeah, that's what the kids are saying. That's not what my kids are saying, but, you know, it's whatever. (laughs) It's whatever. (laughs) It's whatever. Um, Audience, uh, you can always find me uh, here. You can find me on Not So Famous with Mitchell Hansen. You can hear me uh, as of today of this recording. There actually should be a new recording of Roll Initiative, um, where I don't know what I'm doing playing D&D, but I think I'm doing it pretty well. Uh, you can also hear me on Continuum Force, uh, which I believe just hit 4,000 downloads 
um, as of this morning. So it's a very popular show. You don't want to miss out on it. Um, I'm in a couple of other audio dramas. They're not out yet, uh, but they are coming. And when they do, we'll definitely put them in your direction. Uh, and if you want to talk to me directly, you can always find me on uh, Twitter at Mark, M-A-R-C underscore Leroy, L-A-R-O-Y. Uh, or you can find us here on our Facebook page and our Facebook group page. Um, I think that is everything. Are we all good? We're good. All right, guys, let us depart. Let us, uh, we did it in an hour. We did the whole show in an hour. This is the fastest show. I guarantee you the next one will not be that that quick. I can I can tell you right now. But you know what, though? We're going to have a lot of fun doing it as we celebrate 100 episodes. So put it on your calendars. Check it out. And I leave you with this. From all of us to all of you. We wish you peace, love, and tranquility. You all take care now. Make it on.